Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually, and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online BenefitsCal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit LACare.org for more information. That's LACare.org. When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor. With meal deal packages to feed any size group, everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy Mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of Mojo's. Share the good times at Shakey's today. Welcome the home of the Dodgers. to Off-Season Dodger Talk. Hi, majestic shot. On our stream on the iHeartRadio app. Your glimpse inside the blue and everything going on this offseason with Dodger insider David Vassay. Listen to the show where you are, anywhere, anytime. The golden age of Dodger baseball. We love you, Dodger Nation. Off-Season Dodger Talk presented by California Earthquake Authority. Be earthquake ready. Visit EarthquakeAuthority.com. And now your host for off-season Dodger talk, David Vassay. Hope you had a great weekend. It is time for Dodger talk. We have three shows for you this week, starting right here, right now. No load management on Dodger talk, that's for sure. And certainly no load management in Major League Baseball like uh, we're seeing in the NBA tonight in Brooklyn. But tonight we have a man that certainly would never ever accept load management a man that uh, inspired many of us by his passion on the mound pitching for the Dodgers he was part of back-to-back National League championship teams for the Dodgers in 2017 and 2018 and that is America's pitcher Rich Hill is going to start our week and he will join us at 7:15. we'll ask Rich about the new rules that are in store for the 2023 season. And I'm not sure many of you realize how different the game of baseball is going to look compared to years past. We'll get into the rules changes and see what Dick Mountain thinks about these uh, uh, rules changes that were implemented by Major League Baseball with a little input from the players. And I think when we get into uh, the rules changes with Rich Hill, we've got to remind you after the interview just how drastic the changes are going to be and your thoughts on the new look of baseball coming up this season. It could be good. It could be bad. It could be ugly. We all don't know until we see it happen, and it's not just the pitch clock. So we'll get into that with Rich Hill and with you at 7.15. Uh, we got a big week for you. Not only do we have Rich Hill tonight, but on Wednesday night, Freddie Freeman is going to join us. He is kicking off the Dodgers Community Week as a We Love L.A. Community Tour starts tomorrow. Freddie Freeman is going to be at the Salvation Army in Long Beach um, serving food to those in need. And we will uh, talk to Freddie and share that conversation with you on Wednesday night. On Friday night, we're expecting to hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. And don't forget, on Saturday, it all culminates with FanFest at Dodger Stadium. And we will be broadcasting live 
from the main stage on Saturday from noon to 3 right here on AM570 LA Sports. You can get your tickets to FanFest online at Dodgers.com slash FanFest. Not only your tickets to get in, but also uh, experiences to be had as far as um, meeting and greeting with Dodger players. There's a luncheon going on with Steve Garvey autograph station so all of that can be had at dodgers.com slash fanfest we had a great week last week joe torrey mark DeRosa all joined us and joe kelly joined us on friday night as well if you missed that interview you can find the full 18 minutes with joe kelly online at the iheart radio app or on our website at am570lasports.com and we put out on our social media, AM570 social media page, a clip of the question I asked Joe Kelly referencing what he wrote in his book, A Damn Near Perfect Game, that comes out, by the way, February 28th. And in the book, Joe Kelly said he was prepared to meet the Astros in the bubble lobby back in 2020 if they would have played the Dodgers instead of the Tampa Bay Rays. In case you don't know this, back in that so-called bubble in 2020 during the World Series, the Rays and Dodgers shared the same hotel and also shared some of the common spaces in that hotel. And if the Astros would have beat the Rays in San Diego and advanced to the World Series, the Dodgers and Astros were going to share the same hotel. But Joe Kelly wrote in the book that Major League Baseball was concerned about that, specifically about Kelly and Carlos Correa. And Kelly said he wasn't having any of that, despite Major League Baseball trying to convince his wife to calm him down. But he had all intent, as he wrote in his book, to be down in that lobby when the Astros were in that lobby. So uh, we talked to Joe Kelly about that, and it was got incredible reaction from the very, very salty fans in Houston. Um, so if you want to hear the full interview with Joe Kelly, find it on the iHeartRadio app. But uh, that clip, that social media Matt put out there, got a lot of reaction in Houston um, regarding Joe Kelly. So still a lightning rod and still a lightning rod conversation piece when it comes to the Dodgers and Astros and also Joe Kelly versus Carlos Correa. The one thing I did not have time to ask Joe Kelly about that I was aware of is that Joe Kelly and Carlos Correa had bad blood going back to the times when Kelly was pitching for the Red Sox going up against Correa and the Astros. So it's not, as I said at the time, it wasn't just about Joe Kelly Dodgers versus Correa and the Astros. It was more about Joe Kelly specifically having bad blood against uh, Carlos Correa when they faced each other when Joe was pitching for the Red Sox. But nonetheless, uh, it's a great book, an easy read, and yes, I recommend picking it up. Uh, it comes out February 28th. It has a lot of insights to the Correa face-off and also the Dodgers bubble, plus um, the White House where Joe wore the mariachi jacket. So uh, a really good book by Joe Kelly who wrote it with Rob Bradford. Uh, who's a really good writer, radio guy back in Boston. So it comes out February 28th. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. If you heard the Joe Kelly interview and want to share your thoughts on what he had to say, 
feel free to call in instead of uh, these Houston fans hiding behind Twitter at 866-987-2570. All right, some Dodger news. I'm not sure you're aware of this, but there are some coaching changes on the Dodgers staff. Uh, The Dodgers hitting coaches had a little shakeup. Brant Brown is now the hitting coach, the lead hitting coach for the Marlins. He was a fixture for the Dodgers hitting trio the last few years and quietly was allowed to leave and sign with the Marlins. So right now it's Rob Van Soyak and Aaron Bates without a big piece of that coaching staff. And I know Max Muncy spoke to Dodgers Nation about how big of a loss that is for him personally because he leaned on Brant Brown quite a bit. So did guys like Trace Thompson and Austin Barnes. So it's going to be a new dynamic for the Dodgers hitters when it comes to the new hitting coaches. So just putting that on your radar, when you uh, don't see uh, Brant Brown and his uh, shaved sides and uh, high top fade, he's in Miami with Skip Schumacher. Also, uh, good news for the Dodgers, they brought back their former third base coach, who is formerly the Texas Rangers manager, and that's Chris Woodward. No, he's not going back in the dugout with the Dodgers in any capacity. No, he's not going to be coaching third. The Dodgers have the best in the business in Dino Ebel, but Chris Woodward has rejoined the Dodgers in a role that is going to allow him to work with major league players and also minor league players and coaches. I saw Woodward at the Chris Taylor Charity Golf Tournament at Top Golf in El Segundo, and he's really excited that uh, he had some time after the Rangers fired him to kind of assess where he was with his life, his family, and what he wanted to do. Now, the Rangers are still paying Woodward, so uh, that allows him the freedom to have a role like this that allows him to have more balance in his life, but he's going to be a valuable asset along with Ron Renneke to evaluate the players in the minor leagues and also teach the teachers, which are the minor league coaches in the Dodger organization. So can't have enough good baseball people. And certainly Chris Woodward is not only a great baseball person, but also just flat-out good people. So great to have Chris Woodward back in the Dodger organization. So in case you didn't realize it, Brant Brown is now with the Marlins and Chris Woodward is back with the Dodgers as a rover of sorts in a front office capacity. So um, those are the news as of now when it comes to the Dodgers coaching staff. And we'll ask Dave Roberts about that when we see him this week. Coming up later in the show tonight, your phone calls at 866-987-2570. Plus, I'm going to let you know who is going to be a breakout MVP candidate for the Dodgers this year and maybe the biggest surprise in addition to that and I think you might be surprised by who I say that is going to be and their names are not Mookie Betts or Freddie Freeman there's another emerging MVP candidate and I feel like this is the breakout year for that player I'll let you know who that is coming up at 7 30 but first It's a reunion with America's pitcher. Our guy, Rich Hill, will join us next right here on AM570 LA Sports. When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. 
the triple play of flavor. With meal deal packages to feed any size group, everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of mojos. Share the good times at Shakey's today. Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually, and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online benefitscal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit lacare.org for more information. That's lacare.org. This is off-season Dodger talk. I'm your official home of the Los Angeles Dodgers. AM 570 LA Sports. Welcome back to Dodger Talk. David Vassay starting off the week with you here on AM570 LA Sports. And nobody can motivate you on a Monday better than our next guest, a man that had his best years in Los Angeles despite being from that horrible town in Boston. That is a man that is trying to play as many years as LeBron and Brady entering his 19th season in Major League Baseball. It will be with the Pittsburgh Pirates, his 12th team that he will pitch for in major league baseball that is america's pitcher the great rich hill joins us from parts unknown in massachusetts richie thanks a lot for calling in appreciate it dang dang you're coming in hot on monday there's a lot of uh a lot of a lot of uh firing off some uh shots there against uh the hometown in boston here they've been good to me i can't i can't complain but uh Thank you for having me on. This is uh, this is something I've been looking forward to. I was wondering if I was ever going to get a call from you again. I thought those days were over. You just said, ah, he's, he's all washed up. He's too old. I'm not calling him anymore. <laughs> well, now that you're not pitching for the Red Sox anymore, I could have you on the show. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Thanks for having me on. Hey, speaking of Boston, I mean – the leprechauns were out on Saturday night at that new Boston Garden, Richie. I mean, you guys robbed the Lakers yet again. Ghosts of Red Auerbach were out there last on Saturday night. Yeah, with all the technology, you think uh, calls would be getting right? You're getting the calls right, huh? Uh, <laughs> L.A. must be up in arms. I mean, I, I don't know. I watched the game. It was a good game and enjoyed it. I'm, I'm not neither here nor there for basketball. I, I, love, I love sports all around, but um, yeah, I definitely, you know, a call like that at the end of the game, uh, that would be infuriating as a, as a fan. There's no, there's no question about it. Rich, I did mention you are entering your 18th season in Major League Baseball. Do you have 20 on your mind? I mean, I think about LeBron and Brady. It was that just popped into my head. Does Rich Hill have a, a goal in mind, or do you just want to keep going until? until you feel like uh, the desire is not there anymore. This will be your 19th year. Yeah, no, I, I think one of the things, and it's funny because the years go by quick. They really do. I mean, if it, uh, it honestly seems like yesterday. I, you know, it seems cliche to say it, but it does. It seems like yesterday I started uh, with the Cubs and, and came up as a rookie, and, uh, you know, it's gone by 
gone by rather fast. Um, you know, whether whether or not there will be more baseball to play after this season, I mean, remains to be seen. I think it's one of those things that, to be honest with you, you take it literally one one year at a time. And and uh, in this case, uh, maybe maybe one day and and one week and one month at a time. You know, you just try to try trying to enjoy it. Uh, obviously, as I always have. Um, but there's a couple things if if the passion isn't there, um, you know the health and also the productivity. If if one of those three things uh, seems to seems to go, um, then it's time to move on. Because if you're not 100 percent in on on uh, you know the the uh, sport that you're playing or whatever it is that you're pursuing in life, uh, in my opinion, you know don't do it. Do something that you're really you know looking forward to, something that you're passionate about, and something that you know. Uh, you have you have that skill for so um, in my in my in my thoughts when I think about it you know we'll just see see how this year goes and and uh, uh, our son Bryce he's getting older he's 11 now um, you know I, I can remember back to the day when he threw out the first pitch at Dodger Stadium um, you know on on uh, my bobblehead night that was. That was a pretty special night, but just to think of him at that age and how small he was, and now see him, he's he's up to my shoulder. He's getting taller, and uh, he's got his own career starting, so I want to be, you know, more involved in that. We'll, we'll see where it takes us, though. So, uh, you know, um, like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's going to see how this year goes and then go from there. I mean, you've had the staying power, Rich. Not too many guys have uh, pitched this long in one sport in baseball, and for you to yeah. be able to to have the staying power amongst all the changes in the game of baseball, yeah. I mean, you've seen a lot of changes of this game. I have, yeah, yeah. It's been actually when when I when you sit down and you actually think about it and you see where um, you started, where you're playing when you came into the game. Uh, talking about myself, obviously, when we <laughs> when when I came into the game playing with guys that were started their career in the in the eighties. Uh, and they were ending their career in the mid 2000s. Um, you know, just having those kind of conversations with the guys that were retiring when I was coming in, and now seeing, you know, the question that you just asked is all the changes and seeing all the changes over the last three decades. Um, you know, of playing uh, has been has been pretty monumental. But I think the one thing is always being able to adapt. Um, and that's one thing that I've been able to do pretty well throughout my career is whether it is going into the bullpen and, and you know, throwing sidearm or, uh, you know, reinventing myself as a, as a starter again um, and coming back and, and being flexible to, you know, be creative out on the mound. And I think that's the one thing that I would like to see baseball get back to, which I think we're going in somewhat of a right direction uh, with creativity um, and, and, uh, when when we and when we talk about pitching, it's not just about throwing, but it's it's about pitching. That's why it's called pitching. Uh, and you know, obviously, everybody gets enamored with velocity and uh, big numbers on the radar gun. Um, but at the end of the day, my ability and what I've been able to do is is change speeds. And and um, you know, if, if you can do that and and have the hitter just be a little bit late or a little bit early um, on you know, on his swing, then, you know, you're, you're, you're giving yourself a chance. Um, but what I mean by that is that over the, over the last, you know, uh, many years or so is just 
being able to be flexible and, and, and be willing to change and change your approach and learn new pitches and new learn philosophies, and that's something that's kept me in the game. Rich, uh, out of these new rules that are going to be implemented this year, number one, are you a, a fan of them? Um, the pitch clock is going to affect a lot of things. Uh, do you feel like we're going to see a drastically different version of the game that we've known? Um, well, first, to answer the first question, no, I am not a fan. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think anybody should be. I don't think anybody should be a fan, to be quite honest with you, because baseball is a symphony. It's a, it's a, you know, a con, you know, you're out there as a pitcher and uh, you're the conductor, right? So, um, and being the conductor, you're controlling the pace of the game and the speed of the game, and understandingly uh, that you know, some of the pitchers have been, they've gotten slower and slower and slower over the, over the years. Now, what I would have liked to have seen is say, hey, guys, let's make a concerted effort as a group to move a little bit quicker and get things going a little bit faster, or we are going to implement a clock, right? Never happened. It was just saying, we are going to implement a clock. Okay, dictated. Thank you. Um, I don't, I, I, that's where I disagree wholeheartedly with, with these rule changes. Um that are going on because there was no say from the, the players association. Um, and that's, that's the one thing, you know, as the game is going on, there are culminations in a game. There are time and we're going to see it in the playoffs, you know, and maybe, maybe fans will say, Oh, you know what? Those were the old days. We don't, we don't need any more anticipation or, you know, to watch, um, you know, the buildup of a big at bat, or, you know, a big power hitter who's coming up that could have the potential of putting the team ahead or tying the game with a big home run. Uh, we'll just, you know, sit here and, and again, it's, it's turning into paint-by-numbers instead of having any artistry or, you know, the art form of being able to watch somebody, how they, how they slow the game up or how they speed the game up. Now we're just going to have to go as fast as we can, which is fine. That's just another another situation where, you know, in my opinion, where we ad- I adapt and as a pitcher, and all the pitchers have to adapt to the situation that is going on. Um, you know, uh, that's that's how I look at it, um, and I think it will be fun to be. I, I don't feel like I'm going to have any issues with the pitch clock uh, because I move pretty quickly, mm-hmm. um, and um, I feel that. You know, with the other changes that have happened, I, I disagree with the, you know, the amount of times that you can pick over to first base. I think that's, you know, I don't know. We've we've used the we've used the phrase uh, Mickey Mouse before, but that's the Mickey Mouse rule. Um, and I don't think that, you know, this is the big leagues. If you want to pick over a hundred times, pick over a hundred times. Why why does it have to be dictated that it's only two? And on the third one, if you don't pick them off. We're going to give him second base. We're going to give him third base. He can have home. It's like, okay, well, what are we creating? You know, that's the, that is a non-competitive rule that is taking money out of the fans' pockets that they paid for to go see a game of competition. Now you're going to say, well, he took too long. That's a ball. That's a strike. You don't, there's no competition for that. Where's the, where's the competitive Where's the competitive? side of, of that in the game. It, I mean, I'm 100% right when I say that, and I think that's what's pathetic about these rules. But so be it. We'll, we'll play with them, and that will be, uh, you know, we'll just have to adjust. 
That is the voice of Rich Hill, and I couldn't agree with you more, Rich. I think we're so fixated, or the game is so fixated on the instant gratification of society to cut the time of the game down, which is fine, but I think there's a lot of other reasons why. I mean, commercial times in between innings, I feel like... Commercial time's going up. They're going to cut the cut the game time down. So what what have we actually done? We've gotten the viewer at home to be able to have more time to go to the bathroom, I don't know, make some nachos, do whatever they want to do at home, so they're not bored from the gameplay. Oh, I'm sorry if the game is boring you. If the game is boring you, don't watch baseball. It's just not for you. Go watch yeah. soccer. I, I don't know what else to tell you. You know, if you can't have the attention span to watch a nine-inning game, I, I – I, that's what frustrates me. I mean, there's 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 a lot of other things going on in the game, and I think maybe that's something that you know baseball could zone in on is you know more of watching the runner at first or watching the runner runners on bases and and watching what the outfielders are doing, right? Because you don't get that feel at home. You get it at the stadium. I've heard a lot of times that you know the in-house experience is a lot better than watching it on TV. Um, but why? Are we going to cut down the game time or the gameplay on the field and increase the time for commercials, right? I'm with you. And and you know what? I've talked to people that have talked about this and said, why not do a split screen on the television broadcast like they do in golf? If you're trying to cut down on the time of game, you could have, you know, what the warmups, whatever you're seeing and still have the commercial in the, in the separate box. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just, look, I'm I'm not, I'm not sitting here and, you know, a curmudgeon, in the game of the rules are going to change. The rules are here and we're going to have to deal with it and adapt to it. Fine. Fine. I, I don't care about it, but I think that there should be a voice on the other side and not just say, Oh, okay. These are the rules. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no like real, there's no real back and forth of trying to be able to figure out how to get to the answer, you know? Right. And for you, Rich, I mean, we were just talking about how much longer do you want to pitch. If you're not happy with the way the game is uh, being competed, do you feel like that will make your decision for you if you don't like the way the game is being played with these rules? No, no, I don't think so. No, not at all. No, that won't that won't have anything to do. Like I said, it's it's the the passion, it's the uh, ability to um, you know go out there and perform, and it's also uh, um, you know the health factor. So. Those are the three things that I go by, uh, but I don't. I don't see it as uh, you know the rule changes or anything like that. Like I said, it, it's something that we're going to have to adjust to, and and you know I look at it as more of a challenge than anything, right? As opposed to uh, you know uh, something that's going to be negative. Rich Hill, before I let you go, I know you're on dad duty during the off season. Yeah. I feel like one of the most special Dodger teams I ever covered was your 2017 Dodgers that you were a part of and went to the World Series. We all know what happened and what didn't happen, but would you be up for a 20-year, 30-year reunion of those group of players since it was so special? I mean, was that one of the most special years in baseball for you? Yeah, it was. it really was. Uh you know, the 17 team and, and the 18 team obviously were, were incredible teams that, you know, we made it to the, to the World Series and didn't come to the, you know, the, the final, final 
obviously raising of the trophy, uh, but you know, especially that seventeen team as well. I mean, yeah, I would definitely be open to it. And uh, you know, the years in, in LA that we had were very, very special. The fans were incredible. Um, I loved you know the passion that they brought every single night, and you know they respected uh, the efforts and 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 you know the the results that we were able to give them uh, over the course of the the short time that we were there, but I, I really did love it in LA and, um, you know, it's a place that, uh, will always have a, have a special spot, um, you know, with myself and, and with, uh, with my family. Well, Dodger fans still love you, Rich. And the Dodgers were the team that you made the most starts for in your illustrious career, 68 starts for the Dodgers. And you won more games with the Dodgers than you have with any of your other teams. So, that says a lot, and uh, obviously the passion and the way you left it all out there on the mound, and still do, means a lot. And we'll see you in Pittsburgh. Second road trip of the year for the Dodgers is to Pittsburgh, so we'll see you in the Steel City. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. I'm looking forward to it, Dave. Thank you so much for having me on, as always. And, uh, you know, I look forward to uh, conversations uh, in, in Pittsburgh. Hey, don't forget this, Rich Hill. Stay in the moment. Worry about today. That's right. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Dave. All right. Thanks, Richie. All right. Thanks, Dave. Richie, don't hang up. Ah, he hung up. Well, that was enough of America's pitcher. I mean, uh, wow. He got me fired up over these new rules, and we get so caught up in the pitch clock. I thought it was really interesting what he said about what the effects might be with the rule that allows pitchers only to throw over twice to a base. And that could turn uh, things into a track meet. It could put a runner at third base automatically. So uh, we're going to have to see what, uh, what unintended consequences that rule is going to have on this year's season. But when we come back, your thoughts on what Rich Hill had to say about the new rules and also my thoughts on these new rules, plus... I will let you know who is going to emerge as an MVP candidate this upcoming season for the Dodgers, and his name is not Mookie or Freddie. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. No Load Management Monday on Dodger Talk right here on AM570 LA Sports. When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor. With meal deal packages to feed any size group, everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy Mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of Mojo's. Share the good times at Shakey's today. Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually, and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online benefitscal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit lacare.org for more information. That's lacare.org. The Dodger bullpen. Your off-season coverage of the blue rolls on. This is off-season Dodger talk. AM 570 LA Sports. 
Thanks to Rich Hill. Calling in from Milton, Massachusetts. Thanks to Richie, one of my favorite Dodgers, and I know certainly a fan favorite. Don't lose our number. Happy birthday to Phil Collins, 72 years young. This is Dodger Talk. David Vassay with you until 8 o'clock right here on AM570 LA Sports. Our next show is going to be on Wednesday night, and Freddie Freeman is going to join us. So looking forward to that. Friday night also we have a show, and we are expected to hear from manager Dave Roberts. The Dodgers kicking off their community Events uh, starting tomorrow, really, with Freddie Freeman uh, doing some great things with the Long Beach Salvation Army. Uh, And it all culminates on Saturday with FanFest at Dodger Stadium. And not only is FanFest this Saturday, also to get your single-game tickets, they go on sale this Thursday at Dodgers.com. And you don't have to worry about load management, guys playing, not playing. playing. If they're healthy, if Freddie and Mookie are healthy, they are playing. You won't have to worry about being disappointed when you buy tickets uh, during the offseason, looking to see a superstar come to town, and they're healthy, but they just don't feel like playing. Don't have to worry about that in baseball. Baseball has uh, some issues, nothing's perfect, but certainly uh, you want to see the players that you expect to see play if they're healthy, and uh, baseball delivers in that respect. The one part of baseball that is going to change are these rules changes. Uh, It already started a couple of years ago with the three batter minimum that a pitcher has to face, whether it's the beginning of the game or coming out of the bullpen. Now there are some more drastic ones. The pitch clock, obviously, but I thought Rich Hill brought up some good points when it came to one that is uh, kind of overlooked, and many of you may not realize, but you can only throw over to first base or second base twice per at-bat, I believe. Uh, And if you throw over there twice, let's say there's a runner at first base after a leadoff walk, right? Runner at first, less than two outs, you throw over twice, and you deliver the pitch to home plate, and you have a good plus runner at first base taken off for second. Larger bases this year, uh, the runner getting probably a sizable lead, knowing that the pitcher can't throw over anymore. Uh, You're going to have an automatic runner at second base in the very first inning. Is that going to kind of cheapen the game? I kind of think it is. I think at some point, baseball is going to have to rethink that rule, and it could be one of those rules that they have to adjust midseason because it's going to just turn into a track meet, and it's not going to be competitive. So I'm with Rich Hill, voice of reason, Rich Hill, on that uh, two throwovers, that's not going to work out too well, and I'm sure a lot of pitchers are not going to like that. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. You can hear the full interview with Rich Hill after the show is over on the iHeartRadio app and at am570lasports.com. You know, a lot of concern over Gavin Lux becoming the new starting shortstop for the Dodgers. I feel part of that concern came from the Dodgers themselves when at the winter meetings, Dave Roberts was not willing to name Lux as starting shortstop. Um, That was not really a great vote of confidence, 
but Gavin Lux is going to be the Dodgers' starting shortstop. And good news, when you see Miguel Rojas' social media on Instagram, he's posting that he's working out and he's doing some things. So the right wrist is coming along and he'll be able to swing a bat uh, next week at some point. Rojas will be at FanFest. Mookie Betts will be at FanFest. Freddie Freeman, all your favorites are going to be at FanFest. But uh, Gavin Lux, seeing him at Chris Taylor's charity golf event at Top Golf, Gavin Lux looks like a player that is ready and serious to take the next step in his career. And a player that realizes this is a big opportunity for him to stick with the Dodgers and maybe even take his career to the next level. I have seen this before with other players where in years past, maybe their body was in good shape, but not ready to take the next step shape to be ready to be an everyday player. And Gavin Lux looks like he is ready to take the next step in his career and to really own being the Dodgers' starting shortstop. I, I feel that. I know he's been working out since December at Dodger Stadium at shortstop. Shortstop is his natural position. But not only the defense, the Dodgers are going to need Gavin Lux to have more of an impact at the plate than he had last year. It was nice for him to be a complimentary piece as a nine-hitter to Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner, but now that Trey Turner and Justin Turner are gone and you don't really know what you're going to get from Chris Taylor after what we saw last year, the Dodgers need Gavin Lux to be a guy. And I'm not saying be a middle-of-the-order guy. I'm saying to be a guy that hits sixth and can put some fear in the opposing pitcher's hearts. Gavin Lux is ready for that. I truly believe it from what I've seen. And I think he's going to, and I believe he is going to surprise a lot of people this year that are just uh, kind of discarding him or doubting him. I'm sure he's heard all of it, um, but it's one thing to hear it. It's one thing to, to be given it because really the Dodgers had nowhere else to turn. But this guy has taken it seriously. He's in the best. Uh, I'm not going to say that because I hate when other people say that. I'm not going to say he's in the best shape of his life, but I am going to say he's in the type of physical condition you need to be to seize an opportunity, and he is ready for that. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Now, Gavin Lux is not the guy that I am predicting that will have a top Five MVP finish, it's not Gavin Lux. It's Will Smith. The Dodger catcher is one of the more understated people you will ever meet. He's not a self-promoter. He's kind of uh, just basic, you know, wants to play baseball and really not much else. After games, he'll talk to the media, but he's not a dynamic personality. He's just a really good player, a humble guy that wants to play baseball and doesn't bring a lot of attention to himself. But if you look at Will Smith, the last two years offensively, 25 home runs in 2021 with 76 RBIs, 
He hit 258, had an OPS of 860. Last year, 24 home runs, 87 RBIs, 260 with an 807 OPS. He struggled early in the season last year. He was still getting used to the fact the ball was not going to travel the way it used to to the opposite field. But then he got on track. He is ready for another at least consistent season from what we've seen the last two years, but maybe even a bigger year because there are going to be more opportunities for him without Trey Turner hitting in front of him. There's a very good chance it's going to be either Will Smith or J.D. Martinez hitting in the top three of the Dodger batting order behind Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. It's one of those two guys. The Dodgers lost the best right-handed hitter against lefties in Trey Turner. Justin Turner, really good against lefties as well. They need J.D. Martinez and Will Smith to kind of fill those shoes of Trey Turner. And I believe that answer is Will Smith. I completely see him hitting third and really taking advantage of a lot of RBI opportunities and taking advantage of pitchers not being able to exhale with him hitting third. I'm I'm on board with Will Smith not being the MVP. I'm not saying he's going to be the MVP. All I'm saying is he has the potential to be in the MVP top five conversation. And if the Dodgers get that type of season out of Will Smith, it is going to lessen the blow of the loss of Trey Turner. Uh, I never believed Trey Turner was that much better defensively than Corey Seager, but Trey Turner was a better hitter, all-around hitter, than Corey Seager was. He put the ball in play. Um, The Dodgers are going to miss him, and they need guys like Will Smith and J.D. Martinez to deliver to kind of lessen that blow and take the opportunities that Trey Turner had quite often. Now, Max Muncy, I believe he's going to bounce back. I don't know about Chris Taylor. I don't know the condition of his body. You would hope that a full offseason would have healed all the injuries or that he played with throughout last year. So I'm on board with Will Smith and Gavin Lux. We talk about these young players like Vargas and Outman. Will Smith and Gavin Lux still fall in that category. You know, the Dodgers have moved on from the Jocks, the Seegers, the Kikes, now the Justin Turners. It's now the time of Will Smith and Gavin Lux to take that next step, similar to the way Jock Peterson and Kike Hernandez took their leaps in their careers and became the players that they are today. For me, these are two very big years uh, that the Dodgers are expecting from those two players And if they do that, then uh, I feel like the Dodgers are in pretty good shape. Uh, I still feel like they're in good shape, uh, despite a lot of people thinking that they are going to lose 21 games in the standings in one offseason to the San Diego Padres, who have a very dynamic offensive lineup, one through six, and very good starting rotation, one through three. But it gets really thin after that for the Padres. For the Dodgers, they have Julio Urias, 
They have Clayton Kershaw, who you hope the Dodgers can keep healthy for at least 20 to 25 starts. And then you fill in the the spaces with guys like um, Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin. Dustin May is another year removed from Tommy John surgery. Have we all just forgotten about him? Have we all forgotten about the all-star season Tony Gonsolin had last year? 17 wins for the Catman. I mean, those two guys are pretty good. So that's a pretty good first four for the Dodgers. Not to mention, um, looking to, uh, you have to give the Dodgers the benefit of the doubt in helping pitchers get back to a certain form that they were at prior to arriving here. And some pitchers never arrived anywhere else and all of a sudden had breakout years like uh, Tyler Anderson last year. So Noah Syndergaard falls into that category. And my understanding is Syndergaard has been throwing at Camelback Ranch for the last uh, couple of weeks. So he's already all in trying to get himself back on track. And if he is any semblance of the Noah Syndergaard we saw with the Mets, it's a pretty good five-man starting rotation. Not to mention the young pitchers like Pepio, Michael Grove, Gavin Stone, uh, those type of guys, not to mention Bobby Miller, are all waiting in the wings for their opportunity if the Dodgers have any sort of injury in their rotation. Or, you know, we've seen this over the course of the last five or six years, where the Dodgers, when they don't have a day off for an extended period of time, they insert a starting pitcher either from the bullpen or from the minor leagues that creates an artificial off day for the rest of the rotation to give them extra days rest. So for me, when you look at the marathon of a baseball season, the Dodgers, again, are better equipped for that than the San Diego Padres are. Now, I don't believe the Dodgers are going to win this division by 20 games, but I certainly believe they're not going to lose 20 games in the standings over one offseason. They still have really good players, and their payroll is still sizable at $230-plus million. That's not McCourt payroll. No matter what you hear as far as the narrative goes, uh, that's still a sizable payroll. The Dodgers have done a lot of their work and heavy lifting over the past three or four years. They still have really good players and did not have to overpay for talented players when they already had them under cost control. <laughs> so uh, the Dodgers and Padres are, in my opinion, going to go down to the final two weeks of the regular season. But the Dodgers, just look at it. This is not being a homer. Look at it. Since 2013, and more specifically, since 2015, have perfected how to win in the regular season. Now, they've had some rocky moments in the postseason, but in the regular season, there is no disputing the Dodgers do it better than any other team out there. The record shows it. They win at a 67% clip over the last six years. That's a fact. And they are, again, built for the regular season. Now, how does that translate in October? Still remains to be seen. But when we're talking about the regular season and winning the NL West, this team did not lose enough pieces to say, you know what, the run is over. It's not over. 
it's a new chapter. I'm willing to concede that with the players that they have and the players that have left over the last three or four years, including Rich Hill. It's a new chapter, but certainly the run is not over. The Dodgers have been able to perfect that over the course of the last 10 years. All right, that'll do it for us on Dodger Talk tonight. Um, we will be with you again on Wednesday night, and Freddie Freeman is going to join us after he makes a stop to the Salvation Army in Long Beach tomorrow. He is, uh, I feel like, feeling more like a Dodger and really embracing it and relishing it and feeling it this offseason than he did at this time or even at any point in time last year. He really started to grow into it um, the last month and a half with the Dodgers. So Freddie Freeman is all in with the Dodgers. He can't wait to catch up with him and share the conversation with you on Wednesday night. Thanks to Ronnie Fascio for all his help. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Rich Hill for joining us from the East Coast. Can't get enough of him and certainly will always be a fan favorite with Dodger fans. And you can hear that conversation on the iHeartRadio app as well as our conversation with Joe Kelly from last Friday night there as well. Subscribe, like, and follow me on Twitter at the real underscore DV. Have a great rest of your night. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Jason Smith is next on Fox Sports Radio. See ya. When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor. With meal deal packages to feed any size group, everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy Mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of Mojo's. Share the good times at Shakey's today. Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually, and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online benefitscal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit lacare.org for more information. That's lacare.org.